and welcome into the Nick State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo with Chip Murphy and Danny Small. And today we're going to do a little over and under. Uh, we try to come up with some creative topics here during uh, the, the dead period of the NBA season. Not much going on. You know, you get a little stories here and there. Most of the time, they're just rumors or just something crazy. So right now, when you look up the Knicks, I think every time you type in the Knicks on Google or something, you'll see something about Carmelo Anthony, maybe Frank Nielakina, something along the lines of there, but not really much big headline news to go into uh, this week. So we always, at this point of year, try to do something a little fun, a little creative. And one of the things we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is an over and under. Uh, so we're going to start off this segment with... Julius Randle and his points per game average last year guys was 21 points per game so over and under and Chip we'll start with you over and under Julius Randle's averages 25 points per game this season I think 25 points per game is pretty high um, only 11 guys averaged 25 points per game last year. Um, so I'd be surprised if he went out that many points. He averaged 21 last year. I know he'll probably take even more shots this year. He took 14.9 last year. But I'm still going to take the under on 25. That's a lot of points. Um, I think R.J. Barrett's still going to take a lot of shots too. I think Knox will take more shots than he took last year. I think that uh, Smith is going to take a lot of shots because he's looking for some money. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to probably lead the team in scoring, but I think 25 is a lot of points. Uh, so I'm going to take the under on that. If you had to put a number on it, how many points do you think he averages? I think probably in the same area as last year. Okay. I'd say I'd say more like 23. Okay. All right. That's fair because – uh, spoiler alert here, I agree with you. I'm going to yeah. also take over or under, excuse me, and my number exactly was 23 points. Look, I think he's going to increase his scoring here. Um, you know, I, like you said, Chip, I think he's going to be one of the main focal points in the offense. I do think he's going to get more touches, more shots. Um, you know, I do recognize that there's going to be players, like you mentioned, Barrett, that are going to take some shots. Kevin Knox is going to get, you know, several shot attempts here. Um, I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to take quite a bit as well. But I do think the main guy that the offense is going to try to work through is Julius Randle, and I think he can. I think he can average 23 a game. I think that's a pretty fair number. Uh, you know, and I see the shot attempts going up by one or two, um, maybe a couple more free throws, and I think that's the, the difference there. Twenty-five points, man. We'll sign up for that. We'll certainly take that. But that is, I think, a little too high. So I would say anywhere from twenty-two to twenty-three uh, points per game is where Julius Randle will be at. So, Danny, what do you think? Is he going to be over twenty-five or is he going to be under? 
All right, I'm going to agree with you guys, but disagree at the same time okay. because I think he's going to be under. But I think he's going to be under what he scored last year. Okay. Because, and this is for a good reason and a bad reason. The good reason is I think he's going to be even better at facilitating than he was last year. I think the Knicks are going to try and run the ball a little bit, get him out in the open. He can handle it. He can pass. So I think he might be kind of playing slightly more into that point forward role. But the other thing is I don't think that three-point percentage is going to hold up. He shot 34% from three last year. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong and maybe it goes up and he, you know, ends up scoring 25 points a game. But right now, if I had to guess, I would guess he regresses to the mean after losing, you know, a running mate like Anthony Davis, because I know, you know, Davis didn't play in all the games last year and there was, you know, all that stuff around him. But, you know, fact of the matter is when Anthony Davis is on the court, Julius Randle's going to see a lot more wide open threes. So I think that number's going to go down not having someone next to him. And I think he's going to average around 19 or so and probably end up being the Knicks' leading scorer. But I think they're going to kind of spread out the ball to Barrett, Knox, you know, like you guys said. Dennis Smith Jr., you know he's going to get his shots up. So I think I think he's going to go down a little bit, actually. All right, so the next stat here, we have him at... 8.7 rebounds, so nine rebounds a game last year. Over and under, he gets to the double digits that he's at 10 rebounds a game. Danny, we're going to start with you here. Julius Randle, can he get to double-figure rebound numbers? Can he get to 10 rebounds per game this season, over or under? Um, I'll go over on this one because uh, I, I think his like scoring production, like I, you know, I said that might go down a little bit, but I think he's going to have to maybe take on a little more of the rebounding. I mean, Mitch is probably going to be a pretty good rebounder as he go, gets older and, you know, gets a little bit stronger. But I think Randall is going to be playing big minutes because they, he, you know, out of the, the free agents, he's the one they actually invested in. He's the one that they can say like, you know, okay, this guy's a part of our future. So he's going to be playing big minutes. He's going to be getting a lot of rebounds, running the break, you know, coast-to-coast type stuff. So I'll give him over 10. I think I think he'll hit it. Chip, same thing. Is he over or under 10 rebounds per game this season? Uh, I guess I'll give him the over, too. I think that uh, just for where, kind of the reasons Danny said, too, I don't think Mitch is going to be on the floor enough to kind of take enough rebounds away from him just because he's – Still going to trouble uh, have trouble with fouls this year, I think. Um, and a lot of the other bigs that they added aren't really rebounding bigs. So I think he's going to play a lot. Randall's going to play at the five, too. So I think there's just going to be a lot of rebounding opportunities for him. You know, uh, Morris isn't really a rebounder. Um, I guess Portis is more of a perimeter player. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Randall, so I think that's part of the reason. And he did average 10 rebounds a game his second year in the league. I know he went down his third and fourth year, but he's capable of doing it. And I'm all, I, you know, I kind of gone back and forth with this number here. I'm going to say he's under. I think he stays right around where he's at, eight to nine rebounds. Um, you know, I, I do think the Knicks at times obviously are still not quite there, so they're going to miss a lot of shots. So there's going to be potential for offensive rebounds, which he had 2.2 per game last year there alone. Uh, but I do think, you know, Mitchell Robinson, uh, if he's not in foul trouble, is going to take a lot of rebounds. I think the Knicks have a lot of guards that get in there and rebound the ball a little bit. Dennis Smith Jr. and 
Uh, Peyton also very good rebounding guards. That might take away a few rebounds there. So I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go over. I think it's right around the same, around eight nine rebounds, which is pretty productive still. Uh, and I think that's about it. I think that's a fair fair thing. I can see why you guys went over here because he's going to be right at it. I mean, he almost averaged 10 rebounds last year. So I can see it, but I'm going to go under. So the next thing we have here, he was a 52% from the field last year. Can he go over or under 52% this year? So keeping it around the same. Because I think if you go above that, that's you know right around that average. I know he was 55% in 2017 and 18. So let's keep it at 52. And Chip, we'll start with you. Is he going to be over or under 52% from the field this year? He'll be under. I don't think it'll go down by that much, but he will be under. Uh, just based on the fact that he's going to take a lot more shots. Um, he took 14.9 last year which is more than he ever took. Um, and I think he'll take even more than that this year. It was the first year in his career he took 1,000 shots. Um, like Danny alluded to uh, when he was talking before about the three-point shooting, last year he took 195 threes. That was more threes than he taken his entire career prior to that. And I think Danny said who knows if that's going to hold up this year. So if that three-point shooting percentage plummets so does the field goal percentage so i think he'll definitely be below 52 percent next year because he could also lead the team in shooting attempts next year too all right danny same thing is he going to be over under 52 percent what you got uh i mean again i'm gonna agree with chip on this one it's you know i'm going under like you know, I, I talked about it a little bit before with the three point shooting, and like I'm I'm not even saying this to really you know like denigrate the Knicks. Like Mitchell Robinson has like tremendous gravity. Like he he actually pulls so so much to the basket that can open stuff up for his teammates. But you know it's not the same as having Anthony Davis on your side. You know I mean unless all these guys on the Knicks take like big steps forward and Randall kind of has some of the pressure taken off of him, I don't see him doing you know shooting better than he did last year it's going to be you know just a lot more pressure packed he's going to be the guy who's going to need to take a lot of tough shots i think it's just you know a regression and it's a regression isn't the worst thing in the world you know it's going to happen when when you have the higher increase in volume so i mean you know i i gotta go under but it's not the end of the world i think basically what i'm getting so far from this is we're like kind of tempering expectations for randall but even if he you know does every you know kind of like 19 points eight rebounds whatever it's, it's still pretty good numbers for randall so uh, i think everyone should be optimistic about him overall all right final one we'll do right here and before i get into that i'll give my answer as well that that would that would help if i if i did that play along with the game here um but i think he will be under 52 percent. i think right around 49 50 percent again kind of copy you guys i think he's going to get a little bit more shots here um i still think he's going to be very efficient and that and that's the main thing here if he drops a little bit from that that's not the end of the world i mean 52 percent 55 percent that he did the year before uh was pretty remarkable and you know he's been very efficient for his career he's been a 50 percent uh from the the field so far in his first five seasons in the league so you do know that you're going to get 
efficient work from him. Um, I do think just with a couple more shots, you know, he might take a little bit more threes in this offense as well. So I, I do think he will drop a little bit, but he's still going to be very efficient. I, I, I don't see him dropping, you know, his first two years in the league, which are understandable, a young player, you know, shot 33% and then 42%. Um, and then in year three, he was a 48% shooter. I don't see it getting under 50%. I would say right at 50 is a pretty good number. If he gets to 49, whatever, um, I, I still think that's pretty pretty darn efficient here. So, you know, I, I think even if he's a little bit under, he's still going to be solid for us um, and take smart shots. So the last one we got here is minutes per game. He played 30.6 minutes. I'm going to go 33 minutes here. 33 minutes here. Chip, we'll start with you. Over and under, does he play more than 33 minutes? Over or under 33 minutes? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, huh. That's an interesting one. Um, did anyone on the Knicks last offense. year play that many minutes? Yeah. More than 33? Hold on. Let me look that up. I kind of want to check that out. Uh, I'm not sure. I wonder... Because I'm not sure who led the team in minutes last year. I want to check into that. And I, and I do know last year was a year that they were mixing and matching, trying to give some of these young players some time, basically trying to tank. Um, this year could be a little bit different. Could be a little bit different. No. But there's a lot of forwards. Yeah. Hardaway averaged the most minutes, 32.6, but he got traded. <laughs> right. The most, the most total minutes was Knox. But uh, he averaged fewer than 30, 28.8. So, uh, yeah, I think 33 is a lot. It, I mean, maybe Fizdale will change things up and play guys a little bit more this year because they are attempting to win this year. That would be interesting. Um, so based on that, you know what? Actually, I'm still going to say under just because just that. I think that's the safer one. Because I think there's there's a lot of guys, and I think Fizdale is going to try and work uh, a lot of the bigs in at the beginning of the year into the rotation to try and see what works. Although again, Randall, I said Randall will end up leading the team in points, shots, whatever. He could also end up leading the team in minutes. Who knows? But um, I. I also think that uh, R.J. Barrett could lead the team in shots, points, and minutes. So I think there's so much unknown about this team that I think that uh, it's safer to say the under about Randall. All right, Danny, same thing. Under or over 33 minutes? Uh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one, but I think I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, yeah, that because last year I'm looking at it now. Last year, 35 guys in the league averaged 33 or more minutes. So you got to think. Obviously, there's a lot of double ups on that list, but you got to think that means essentially one guy per team will play at least 33 minutes per game. I know that's not an exact correlation, but you, um, if anyone on the Knicks is going to be playing the most minutes, I think it's got to be Randall. I mean. Like Chip, you said, you know, maybe Barrett is this Donovan Mitchell type player that comes right. and just, you know, sets the world on fire from the start. But I think it's the safer bet to say that they're going to ride, you know, the 25, 26 year old Julius Randle and, you know, the guy who has already proven that he can score 20 plus points, you know, average eight rebounds a game. I think they're going to ride him a lot more than they would, 
you know, the young kids. So I think I'll go over. This is uh, this is one I actually say over. I agree with you, Danny. I think he's going to be just over. I think he's going to be 33 minutes, exactly 34 minutes. Uh, I, I think he he's the guy. You know, he's he's clearly the Knicks' biggest piece, and I understand that. You know, the most important thing is developing these young players here. But I, I think right now, and his minutes could drop. Maybe if it's a situation where they're not going to compete for a playoff spot later on in the year. You know, all those things kind of match. But I do expect the Knicks to kind of be right there. I think but they the, are competitive the enough for one of the, the other thing too. Yeah, like, go ahead. I think you can consider Randall one of the young players on the team. He signed for three more years. That's longer than you know most of the other guys are. You know, they, he's signed for a while. He's young. He's what you know, twenty five right now. Right. So uh, he's actually he's about to turn twenty five when the season starts. So you know, I think you can consider him one of the young players. You know, I think. I think he falls in that category of like a guy you should be building around. I know they have the non-guarantee thing in the um, in the final year, but you know, I think cross that bridge when you come to it. He's in your plans for now. Yeah, I just I think he is going to be the guy that they lean on. You know, I think last year they tried to do that with Tim Hardaway Jr. As you mentioned, Chip, he mm-hmm. played the you know most yeah, average per point. game till he was traded. So I think you know that's the kind of role that he's taking on. I think he plays 33, 34 minutes. I don't I, like I said. I, I don't see the Knicks completely out of it by like January, February, like they have been. Um, I'm not sure if this is a playoff team. I just know they're going to be a lot more competitive. So I don't think we will see people's minutes cut and trying to get this guy some more time or that guy. I, I think Randall gets there uh, with about 33, 34 minutes a night. So. All right, so just to recap with what we had for Julius Randle, points per game, 25. Chip, you had under. Danny, you had under. I had under. Rebounds per game, over or under 10. Chip, you had over. Danny, you had over. I had under. And then for field goal percentage at 52, over and under, uh, all of us have under. And then minutes per game, or 33 minutes. Chip, you had under and me and Danny had over and let's keep I have this written down keeping track of it here we'll see who's right when the season yeah. starts so <laughs> good a little fun good. We'll, we'll carry on through here see who who's uh who's getting the most check marks here all right so we'll I'm jump ready. to a break when we come back we are going to do Bobby Portis his over and unders I am very proud of myself I did not call him Clinton Portis there that's a good start <laughs> I keep calling him Clinton Portis I don't know why It just happens, so I'm proud of myself. Bobby Portis, over and under, coming on next. Hi, everybody. Matt Castillo here, writer at EliteSports.com and co-host of the Next State of Mind podcast. Just wanted to take this time to thank the fans and remind listeners to follow our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at NYKSOMPodcast or on our Facebook page at the Next State of Mind podcast. Come be a part of the discussion. We want to hear from you and talk about the Knicks. Welcome back into the Knicks State of Mind podcast as we did some over and unders for Julius Randle and now we are going to finish it out with Bobby Portis. So it's starting once again, points per game, that's usually the easy one to go with. Uh, Last year he averaged 14 points per game. Let's go, we can't, I don't think we can go that much over. 
I think we can actually probably go a little bit under here. So let's let's say, can he average over and under 13 points a game? And and Chip, we'll start with you. Well, he's a career 10-point-a-game scorer. He averaged 14 this past year, 13 the year before that, 6.8, and then 7 in his rookie year. Um. 13 is probably about the kind of score he is. Um, he did get a lot of looks last year. He was playing on some pretty bad teams. He took 12.6 shots. I'm not sure he's going to get that many looks this year. Uh, he took how many shots in total did he take last year? Uh, 628 shots last year. I'm not sure he's going to get that many shots. Uh, so I would be tempted to take the under on that. Uh, you know, he's not going to get as many shots as Randall, Morris, Barrett. I think Smith will get more shots. Uh, so I'll take the under on 13. Danny, over and under 12 points per game. Uh, the, was it 13 or 12? It was oh, I 12, thought you said yeah. 13. Uh, 13, I'm oh, sorry. I you, said 13. you know why 13? I just said okay. 12? Because yeah, yeah. I, I uh, just shared my number. I think he scores about 12 points a game. So, oh, okay. spoiler right, alert, yeah. gonna... he's going to go under for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you then and say under because I think there's that log jam at forward kind of thing where he might get squeezed here and there for minutes, and then also he's going to be playing on the second unit with Alonzo Trier. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm right. Thinking of that. <laughs> Great yeah. point. I mean, Great he's, point. he's a he's a bucket getter, no doubt. But he's he's not always uh, keeping his head up. But nah, maybe yeah, we'll see. Maybe he'll improve that in year two. But mm-hmm. he's going to be. I think Trier is going to be getting a lot of shots on that second unit. Mm-hmm. So next up here, we'll have his rebounds per game. Last year was just a, a year where he obviously had one of his. Uh, his better seasons where he averaged 14 points, uh, you know, total rebounds as well, uh, and nine rebounds per game. So, you know, he played for really two bad teams where there was more opportunities. Uh, you know, I know Washington had some injuries and, you know, they were sometimes in the pitcher, not always there, but, uh, he just had a career year, so he almost nine rebounds per game. He averaged eight point six. So let's go with what he averaged last season. Let's say nine rebounds per game. And Danny, we'll start with you. Is he over or under nine rebounds a game? I'm gonna go under again. Portis uh, is like he could. I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be completely shocked if he has a really good year. You know, takes a big step forward. You know, looks great. I wouldn't be shocked because you know there's talent there. But I don't know if I love the situation for him in New York. So I think I'm going to go under. I just don't trust that he's going to, you know, get enough minutes, see enough time, you know, whatever to uh, to really have like a career year here in New York in his first year. So I'm going under again. Chip, over and under nine rebounds. I'm going to say under two. Uh, and part of it is because uh, I something I forgot to mention uh, during the points discussion, uh, I think the averages could be a little misleading. Uh, we forgot to point out he only played 50 games last year. He did miss 32 games. Right. So he hasn't played a a full breakout season, if that's what you want to call it yet, really. Um, so 
I'm going to say under on the nine because the eight he did average last year came in just 50 games. He missed, like I said, 32. So, and also we talked about how many rebounds we think Randall's going to get. He also has Mitch there. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he got nine or ten. And then we also just spoke about how few guys actually averaged 10 rebounds per game last year. I think we said less than 15 guys averaged 10 rebounds a game last right. year. So I'd be surprised if he got more than nine. Very surprised. I agree with you guys. I think he's under, I think, six, seven rebounds per game. Uh, <laughs> and the next one we're about to do is is, is minutes per game here and that's the thing for me because that's what I'm trying to figure out really is where he's going to be minute wise and that can obviously have an impact out there you know he's definitely a second unit guy obviously Uh, it just depends how many minutes per game he can get here Uh, but I think six or seven is where I would have him if I had to just pick one of those numbers I would say about seven rebounds a game because uh, he's not, he gets a couple offensive rebounds in there and keeps possessions alive. You know, he average, he's averaging two offensive rebounds for his career. So, you know, I think he's going to have some opportunities on the offense end to get some putbacks or, you know, clean up the boards there. So I, I would say seven rebounds is a good number. So we move on now to minutes per game. And Bobby last year averaged 27 minutes. Uh, I'm going to set the number under that. I'm going to say over or under, Chip, we'll start with you, let's say 23 minutes. Uh, 23? Yeah. Is the over-under? Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one, 23. Um, well, he averaged 22.5 in the 17-18 season. Uh, I'm going to say... Slightly over. I'll go with twenty-four. Okay, and you know um, you could say twenty-three, and and that's that's technically over. Just just so you know, if you were kind okay. of yeah. in between. No, I'm gonna say twenty-four. I'm gonna say slightly over twenty-four because I do think, despite the fact that I said under twice, I do think he's gonna have a good year. I just don't think he's gonna have like an explosive season, and I also think that Morris is gonna get traded. So I think that'll play into his his minutes at some point. But um, the uh, yeah, I I'm gonna take the over on 23. All right, so Danny, same thing. 23 minutes over or under. I'm gonna go under. Just uh, you know, like I was saying before, just kind of that log jam forward. I mean, if if I think a decent amount of it might even depend on how Mitch does. Because if he's not, if Mitch isn't getting into foul trouble and Mitch is playing big minutes, that's going to push Randall to the four a lot, and then that's just going to push you know kind of Portis out a little bit. So I just, uh, I that's a good number, but I think I'm going to go slightly under just because I think I think he's going to get pushed out a little bit. And like I was saying with Randall, he, Randall signed for three years. Portis is young too, but he's. They only are committed to him for one year. Then they can cut bait after this. So I don't think – I think they're going to prioritize other guys over Portis when push comes to shove with that crowded bench. Well, Danny, you don't think they might play Portis at center too? Because I'm just I mean, looking at his – he played – I'm looking at his basketball reference page. He played 56% of his minutes at center last year. I mean, yeah, That's no, I could, I could – 
I could see him playing center, but like we said before, like Randall's going to be playing a little bit of center. I mean, right. Taj, Taj Gibson, I don't see him playing like a whole lot next year and being like, mm-hmm. you know, an every every night, you know, 25 minutes a night guy. But I mean, Taj Gibson's going to play a little bit. Knox needs to play the four a little bit. Um, you know, there's just, I feel like there's a lot of guys that need to get minutes. And while I think like Randall's going to be like kind of the bell cow for the team, which is why I went over with him. I think a lot of those different, like, kind of fringe guys are going to get a little bit less than they maybe would on, you know, somewhere else with, uh, or maybe, you know, if there's one or two less guys on the roster. But, I mean, yeah. that being said, injuries always happen. You never know. Things can happen. But I'm just, I think he's going to be slightly under. True. I, I guess you could be right. And I also think they need to move Barrett around from position to position, maybe try him at like a, a forward role too. And that could take mm-hmm. him some minutes time. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's like a lot of like moving and, you know, if they're all, if everyone stays healthy all year long, there's going to be, you know, times where certain guys are finding themselves in and out of the lineup. It's going to be, right. I mean, that's the, the whole you know, kind of rotations thing is going to be the one of the more interesting stories around the next next year at least yeah, in the beginning. Until we got to talk about that at some point. Yeah, yeah, right. that's because like how how all the pieces fit is going to be really really tough. Fisdale's mm-hmm. got some big decisions to make, man. Yeah, both of your points right there keep making me go back and forth because I, you know, you do keep in mind as Chip said he's going to get good minutes probably as as, a, as the backup center. Uh, and I certainly agree that I think he's going to be ahead of Tosh Gibson for those minutes. Uh, I, I'm still going to go with my, my gut, and I'm going to say under, and I think he's anywhere from 20 to 22 minutes a night. So not very far under. The, it's 23 minutes, so I think he'll be right around there. Uh, but I definitely think he will be just under 20 22 minutes i think is where he's going to be at and that, that could be even lower if as danny pointed out if mitchell robinson's not in foul trouble or doing what he was doing in the summer league swatting everything and half the time there were gold tens that's going to get you a spot on the bench i mean it was entertaining for the summer league i enjoyed it i, I thought it was very funny he was blocking everything that went around the rim but in a real nba game he's got Sometimes got to lay off just a little bit and not get called for those cold tens because uh, that might put him on the bench. But if he's out there and he's not in foul trouble, I think that's the big thing. Um, then I, I see his numbers kind of dipping down a little bit because Mitchell Robertson, I think, is going to play you know, close to, I would say, to the 30s uh, minutes a night if he's out of foul trouble. I think that's the main thing that will prevent him from doing that. But I would say around 20, 22 minutes tonight. I think that's a good number there. Uh, but that's all we have for today's show. Next week, uh, if we got some headlines, we'll certainly talk about it. Uh, but if not, we'll come back. We'll do some over and under with some of their players here. Uh, just you're listening to the podcast, want to share your opinion on some of these numbers here, I encourage you to tweet us at the NYKSOM podcast on Twitter. And let us know what you think. We also have the Facebook page, the Next State of Mind podcast, so you can kind of tell us what you're thinking and uh, give some of your over and under predictions as well. So we encourage all the feedback from our listeners. So we thank you, and uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of the Next State of Mind podcast.